Good morning, good morning, good morning. Top of the AM, everyone. Thank God for the wake up. Thank God for the wake up. Welcome to another episode of Talking Cancer, My Journey, My Way. I'm your host, Luis Lopez. And thank you for tuning in on your streaming platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Um, I'm on it. Thank you. It's another day. It's Tuesday. I forgot what the date is, but it is what it is. The 13th, Tuesday, the 13th, June 13th at that uh, 2023. Um, Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about. Obviously, cancer, colorectal cancer, um, since that's the name of the title of my show. (laughs) Um, No, seriously, though, um, I know when I first got diagnosed, um, I kind of drew a blank. You know, didn't know what to say, didn't know where to start, didn't know what questions to ask, nothing. So um, these are just a few questions that you may want to ask when you are told that you have colon or colorectal cancer. And these are just a few. I'm pretty sure you could probably think of more. Uh, But once you get out of the initial shock, at least I had, you know, the shock and I was just like, what? And I was kind of just like, leave me the, excuse me for lack of better words, leave me the fuck alone. Let me kind of just, you know, deal with, deal with this for a second. I I need a break. I need a break. I need a breather. Um, That's kind of how it went for me. Um, But if you are clear-minded or if you have somebody there with you maybe you could have a list of questions maybe they will have a list of questions for you um, as you're just kind of sitting there trying to take it all in you know because that's I think that's some of the hard part is just sitting in it for a second and taking it all in like shit you know and everybody does things differently so hey um, but just a few questions, about maybe five or six questions or whatever um, that you should ask um, is one, where is the cancer located? You know, um, there's different areas of colorectal cancer that you could have it. Me, I had it right on the edge of the, I forgot what it's called, the septum. And the colon or the rectum in the colon is right on the edge. And for if if I was to have surgery, they would not be able to remove where the cancer would be without ripping out everything for the simple fact that they wouldn't be able to connect the colon again because of the location of the tumor. It was like right on the edge of the rectum. So, you know, they would have to take out the rectum completely and have nothing to sew the colon to. So I will need a complete um, colonoscopy permanent for the rest of my life. And that was part of the the reason why um, 
I chose just to do the chemo and not have the surgery. Um, I wasn't ready for colonoscopy. I wasn't ready for the bag. Um, and luckily for me, um, no, the cancer hasn't came back in that area. It has metastasized to other areas, but it didn't come back in that area. <clears throat> so that's cool. You know, at least I get to go to the bathroom normally still. <laughs> Anyways, um, you should also probably ask if the cancer has spread somewhere else or is it just located in that in that region and that's it. It hasn't went anywhere else, you know what I mean? So, so when you ask that, more than likely the next following question will be what stage is it? And the stage will tell you whether or not um, it's moved on somewhere. As we talked in previous episodes, you have stages zero through four. Um, and you could definitely go back into those stages where I talked about uh, those stages and treatment. Um, and, you know, each each stage has a different level, a different type of treatment. Some of them are, you know, stage zero uh, you could definitely just have uh, the the polyp or the cancer removed, um, and normally that's about all that you will be needed. You know, the 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 bigger the stage, of course, the more uh, treatment is going to be needed. Different types of treatment, whether it's radiation, chemo, surgery, um, so on and so forth. Um, some of the things that when you first find out that you have colorectal cancer is test. Will I need other tests? You know, what does these tests look like? What am I going to be expecting from each test? Things like that. Um, I know it's a lot. It's a huge pill to swallow when you find out. Um, you might want to break and come back, you know, ask for another appointment once you've been able to kind of get your thoughts together. Definitely, um, definitely, you know, it's okay to tell the doctor, hey, doc, give me a minute while I sit here with my spouse or my loved one or by myself, you know what I mean? Um, I was fortunate to have my wife with me. Um, I was able to, you know, hold her and and things like that, and just, you know, the doctor was uh, observant at that time and noticed that I just I just needed a break, and he just stepped out the room for a second until um, I was able to gather myself enough to finish the, um, you know, the conversation. Uh, but I didn't have these questions. Uh, you know, I think we were both just in shock, um, and I didn't have these questions. I think just like, I think the only question I think I asked was like, what's next? And kind of broke it down, but I was kind of like, like one of those out-of-body experiences type of thing where like I could hear him, but it was just like, okay, whatever. I just been told I have cancer and that's all I could think about, you know? Um, I think one of the next things uh, that probably would have been nice to know at that time, but it was, it was, you know, 
And it's a good thing because you could find out, like I say, if you have kids or whatever, um, these are things that probably should be told to your kids, you know, for their future. And catching possible things is, has the cancer been checked for gene changes that could help choose the treatment options? See, I don't even know exactly what that means exactly. <laughs> Has the cancer been checked for gene changes? Well, I guess, you know, definitely. I mean, if I think about it, I know what that means. But what I was referring to initially was, is it genetic? Did you, you know, was this cancer, is this, was was the cancer that you're being diagnosed with, predis- were you predisposed through a genetic gene? I think that's very uh, important to know. One of those questions that you should know. So you could pass that information down to your your kids or your family or your lineage, whatever, however you want to put it. Um, but yes, check for gene changes. You know, that's definitely going to uh, alter uh, your treatment options for sure. And um, I don't even think I've ever asked that question before, you know, so, but, you know, these are questions that I feel definitely should, uh, you should know. Um, also, once you're told, you know, because more than likely you're probably just seeing, you know, your primary or uh, like one oncologist, one who did the exams and stuff like that. Um, are you going to need to see any other doctors or health professionals? You know, the answer to that would probably be yes. You know, because they have a team. And each purse, each team does a little bit different depending on the treatment that the doctors decide for you to take. Uh, for me, I have multiple doctors. I have a surgical oncologist. I had a radiation oncologist. Um, and I think a, a gastrointestinal oncologist or something like that. Um, so, yeah, definitely find out, you know, who they are and... Um, Find out uh, how how much they've dealt with this type of thing. You know, whatever you're going through, whatever you're diagnosed with, find out, I mean, are they just starting? Are they just, you know what I mean? Have they been, do they have, it's like, it's like, um, it's like going to a, a, being a professional basketball player, right? Now, you you have a person that's going to the NBA finals for the first time, right? And then you have a person that's going to the NBA finals that's been there multiple times. Who would you rather who would you rather taking care of you? Who would you rather be playing with? The one that's playing for the first time? that doesn't know how to deal with the crowd, that doesn't know how to deal with, you know, the just everything that comes along with the big stage? Or would you rather have somebody that knows how to deal with that environment? You know? Um, same thing with choosing your doctor, somebody that's been through this process multiple times um, and knows the ins and outs. I mean, that's what I would think. 
I would probably go with somebody with the most experience um, for me. And probably another question you should probably ask is, and and another thing that I didn't ask, and I'm you know I'm dealing with it now, are concerns about the cost, insurance coverage for your diagnosis and treatment, and if possible, does the facility have someone that can help? You know, so I think those are some key things to talk talk about. And also um, inquire about uh, support groups. I think that's very important. I didn't take advantage of the support groups. Um, I, I felt like I, well, you know, there's a number of factors involved, you know, why I didn't take the support group. Uh, one was because um, I had a, a system and support group in place. Two was um, when we're in, I was in the, we were in the middle of COVID, and I didn't w- wish to s- subject myself to a group of people, you know what I mean, and going through treatment, and having a compromised immune system at that time. I stayed away from a lot of people, including family, um, just for that simple fact. You know, COVID was was vicious. Um, So those are some things that I feel that, you know, a lot of people that have just been diagnosed, uh, questions that they should ask. For sure. You know, it's really important to know what stage it's at. What what does all that mean? What are all those questions that, you, you know, you need to know? The treatment. Not only when when I say, you know, what are your treatment options? Okay, cool. But what are the side effects as well? You know, if you're a person that wants to integrate a treatment with holistic type help, what, what and if your doctor... Um, are they open to that? You know, finding these things out about your doctor, because uh, some doctors are just, they all they know is medicine. And then you have some doctors that are open to um, organic healing, holistic type healing, and, and using that in conjunction, in conjunction with the treatment. So I think that's very important to find out, you know, the different modalities that are available to you along with the treatment that's being offered to you and whether the doctor um, and you can find a happy medium somewhere. Um, I know me dealing with Sharp, you know, every time I might bring up something more on the holistic side or whatever, my doctor would kind of shoo it. He wasn't really open to that. Uh, But now dealing with UCSD, um, you know, they're open to me going to get acupuncture and eating more healthier and things like that. You know, they're open to these things. Um, Whatever 
whatever is going to make me feel okay, especially being in stage four, um, you know, they truly, truly are okay with me being comfortable, you know, you know, cause like I stated prior, you know, stage four by scientific standards is not curable. We're going to see about that. You'll see if I defy the odds or not. But from statistically, um, it's not curable. But there are people that have been cured. So, uh, you know, we're going we're to continue moving on that. But, you know, these are things that you should ask from your doctor uh, when you are diagnosed. When you find out you have cancer, very, very important. Um, and I think it's very, very important, um, along with the questions, because talking about it is, is huge when it comes to healing. Uh, Find, fi trying to figure out a way to talk about it. If you're a person that likes to keep things closed in, you know, and not tell anyone, I can't tell you not to be that way. But what I could tell you for me is that it's been very helpful and therapeutic to speak on it and get it out. Because as this show, what this show is about is about being an advocate for those who don't have or don't want to voice their thoughts or, you know, or tell people. Because for me, I believe we have to tell people. I believe we have to speak up for, for uh, cancer. So it's a language that um, it's, it's taboo, you know? It's like... It's like, it's like one of those conversations you have with your kids, you know, and you have the sex talk, it's uncomfortable, you know, cancer is a conversation that's uncomfortable and we need to make it not uncomfortable. It needs to be normal conversation because there's so many people being affected that we all need to know what, what do we do? What avenues do we have? What options do we have? There's so many options and we need to find out what's best for you. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of this. This is all just things that I'm going through. So don't just take what I'm saying as, as, as facts, just take it as, okay, I've gotten this. Okay. I've got and And let me do my research. Let me ask my questions. Please do. You know, with that being said, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the, your, today's episode. Uh, don't forget, uh, I do have a GoFundMe out there, so please reach out to me. Uh, Luis Lopez, uh, bills continue piling up. And, uh, yeah, every contribution is needed. And thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. And that's me signing out. Peace, love, one.